my father gave in charge to me, this child of earth, even from its birth, to serve and save, alleluia, and saved is he. From Cardinal Newman's poem, The Dream of Durantius. The idea of a guardian angel is not a new one. In fact, the concept of a spirit that shields humans from spiritual and physical harm can be found in nearly every culture across the world. But the guardian angel stands out from among these spirits, as this divine being is assigned to an individual which makes the bond much more personal. Join us tonight as we discuss guardian spirits from various cultures, share stories of people who supposedly experience these protective patrons firsthand, and perform rituals to contact angels on this heavenly episode of Snipe Hunt. And we are back with another episode of Snipe Hunt. Another You're one. F- another Another one. Another one. Your frightening folklore podcast. I am one of your hosts, and the most handsome host, Gary Clevenstein. I'm your other host, and by default, the least handsome host. <laughs> Today, we're talking about personal guardian spirits from all cultures, or as they are known in Abrahamic beliefs, guardian angels as well as testimonies from people who were rescued from danger against all odds, seemingly, by these entities. So take a drink whenever we say the word angel. I could use a... Not a strong drink. I could really use a drink. Because you will die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> hey, uh, we're, we're not talking about the, uh, the non-profit International Volunteer Organization of Unarmed Crime Prevention, also called the Guardian Angels, right? No, we're not. So no. go and take off your Red Beret now. And put on your halo. But I like it. Take the halo. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so uh, no reviews with a comment today, but we did get another five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Woo! So thank you, anonymous listener. Uh, these five-star ratings and reviews really help move us up on the charts. So the more reviews, the more listeners. I think it brings it up, brings us up. Yeah, in some kind of iTunes search. algorithm, yeah. whatever. If you left a review on a specific app or site, please let us know by messaging us on social media or emailing us at snipehuntpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we will definitely read it on air. We will. We will. Uh, Especially Gary with his silky smooth voice. Um, Apple is officially getting rid of iTunes, which is no surprise given that they've already separated the services into their own apps like Apple Podcasts app. And we read all the reviews from that app, even if it's a bad review. Luckily, we've only had one so far. Wait, they're they're actually getting rid of iTunes? Yeah. I have no because idea. well now we have Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, well, I mean I'm a, I'm a, I my loyalty lies within Apple, but I did not Gross. I am happy if they get rid of the actual iTunes yes. computer thing, that thing that has always been It's been so outdated for uh, no, such a No, it's a nightmare time. to use, man. Yeah, it really is. So hopefully with their new separations will be a lot easier and a lot less clunky but we're not talking about that today that's our technology podcast (laughs) (laughs) which you can listen to anywhere no i'm just kidding we don't have one uh yet all right let's get into tonight's subject as usual there will be words in this episode that we are going to horribly mispronounce gary what is a guardian angel well darren and listeners i just happen to know that off the top of your head yes (laughs) 
uh, Wikipedia says that a guardian angel is an angel that is assigned to protect and guide a particular person, group, kingdom, or country. Belief in guardian angels can be traced throughout all antiqui- antiquity. Yes. All antiquity. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> a guardian angel is an example of a tu- tutelary. Tu- tutelary deity. Darren, what is a tutelary deity? So uh, tutelaries are a word for the day. Um, but Wikipedia says that a tutelary deity is a deity or spirit who is a guardian, patron, or protector of a particular place, geographic feature, person, lineage, nation, culture, or occupation. The entomology, which is the study of words, of tutelary expresses the concept of safety and thus of guardianship. Oh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I need to leave the room. I need to tutelary. let out tutelary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say... Something like that as soon as I started writing this down. Uh, So a guardian angel assists the Abrahamic version of a tutelary deity. And by Abrahamic, I'm referring to the religions that trace themselves back to Abraham, which are Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. Uh, So first, we'll have a brief history on the Abrahamic concept of a guardian angel. Then we will look at the concept of guardian spirits from other cultures. And we'll be sticking to guardians exclusively, so no archangels or any other classification. Then we will look at some testimonies from people who were saved from certain doom by alleged angels. And we'll finish up with some of the kooky, crazy things that the internet has to say about guardian angels. You know, I just realized this... uh... I'm pretty sure that's the third summary that we've done so far this episode, <laughs> but that's okay. Just to remind everyone well, yeah, we what exactly be... is happening. By golly, we want you to know that yes, we're talking. And you will know whether you want to or guardian not. Guardian angels. Uh, as far as belief in angels, I actually have some statistics for us. Woo. I love statistics. <laughs> They're the best. According to an Associated Press GFK poll done in 2011, 77% of American adults believe in angels. Uh, belief in these beings are mostly tied to religion of the poll taker, of course, uh, with an average of 91.5% of Christians and 94% of poll takers who attend a weekly religious service per- express their belief in angels. Let's see. But even the majority of non-Christian poll takers express beliefs in these in these uh, ethereal entities. Yeah, you like what I did there? Mm-hmm. As well as 40% of those who never attend a religious service. According to the poll, women are more likely to believe in the existence of angels, as well as adults over the age of 30. This poll mirrors the results of a 2006 poll, which showed that 81% of Americans believed. So, a lot of belief going around. Um, This was conducted right before Christmas, so maybe the holiday spirit skewed the numbers a bit. Uh, The poll had a sample size of 1,000 adults from all over the U.S., and the margin of sampling error is plus or minus 4%. Now, to me, uh, 1,000 people seems like a small sample size, but, you know, I don't really know anything about statistics or poll taking, so who am I to judge? My brain left as soon as you started talking numbers. Yeah, as soon as I said the first number, Gary yeah. checked out. Yeah. I don't blame you. To put this in perspective, a similar pre-Halloween Associated Press poll resulted in 34% of Americans believe in ghosts and 33% believe in UFOs, which is a lot less than the angels, but that's still one-third Roughly one third of people believing in some sort of paranormal phenomena is significant. Is significant. Is significant. Snuffleupagus. But the belief in messengers of a higher power blows that out of the water. A lot of angelic belief going on in America, which isn't too surprising considering the majority of the population is Christian. So guardian angels from Christian lore are of the lowest order of angels, which is just called angels. Or in Hebrew, 
Malakim. Uh, Malakim. Yeah, just there's like a billion different classifications of angels. There's powers, principalities, archangels, yada, 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 yada. So, Malachim. Malachim. These Malachim are concerned with guarding individuals, while archangels are concerned with guarding parishes, churches, and religious communities. And principalities are concerned with guarding countries and nations. Uh, but Malachim are the plain angels, and they are the ones most concerned with the affairs of humans and have many different functions such as messengers and, of course, personal guardians. Uh, out of all the angels, they look uh, the most like plain humans and have no wings, uh, like myself. Yeah. Are uh, you saying that you're a, a plain old angel? A Malachim? Uh, grandma always told me. <laughs> Uh, the concept of every person having their own assigned angel is heavily debated, but it seems to be a primary belief of those who believe in angels, which I'm assuming is like family members and yeah, that have passed on. And yeah, there there's definitely some sort of that uh, ancestral belief in there, like oh, grandma's watching over me from heaven exactly. and stuff like that. I hope to God mine's not. <laughs> She's uh, judging you. <laughs> Uh, As she should. Yeah, I know. It's like I hid my tattoo from her for years. <laughs> like, no, I mean, she passed away not knowing I have tattoos. So, Well, she, she just, knows now. She was old school. Yes. She knows all. <laughs> yes. You know, that's scary to think about because there's other things that we do. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's not get into yeah. that right now. <laughs> we, let's just stick with angels. That's for another show. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a Patreon exclusive. Uh, uh, now, let's go to Sunday school and see what the Bible has to say on this subject. Yay. Uh, Psalm 34.7. How do you, would you say that? Psalm 34.7? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Would you just say 34.7 or what? Yeah. Okay. Psalm 34.7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Very good Bible voice. Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, Psalms 91.11 says, For he will command his angels concerning... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Gary? You did yeah, the voice. I know, I know. Helps you. Psalm 91.11 says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Upon leading Moses and the Israelites out of Egypt, God himself said, as recorded in Exodus 32, 34, But do thou march on, and lead this people into the land I told thee of, and my angel shall still go before thee. Let my people go. <laughs> Probably the most famous Bible story about a guardian angel is that of Daniel, who was captured and made to serve Babylonian royalty. Wikipedia has a brief summary on the events of the story. Daniel is raised a high office by his royal master, Darius the Mede. Daniel's jealous rivals trick Darius into issuing a decree that for 30 days, no prayer should be addressed to any god or man but Darius himself. Any who break this are to be thrown to the lions. Daniel continues to pray to the God of Israel and the king, although deeply distressed, must condemn Daniel to death for the edicts of the Medes and Persians cannot be altered. Hoping for Daniel's deliverance, he has cast him into the pit. At daybreak, the king hurries to the place and cries out anxiously, asking if God has saved his friend. Daniel replies that God had sent an angel to close the jaws of the lions, because I was found blameless before him. The king commands that those who conspired against Daniel should be thrown to the lions in his place along with their wives and children. It's kind of harsh. 
and writes to all the people of the whole world commanding that all should tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Um, now, the events of the story themselves are generally considered to just to be a folktale, but it serves as a reminder to those of Abrahamic faith that God will protect you even when all seems lost. Uh, I found it interesting that the story specifically chose an angel to protect uh, Daniel from the lions. It didn't say God closed the mouth of the lions. It didn't say the lions closed the mouth themselves. It said God sent an angel to protect Daniel. How lazy. I know, right? Jeez. Well, you know. That's kind of what they're there for. Now, Byzantine. Yeah, I think Byzantine. that's right. Now, Byzantine, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox tradition has seven listed archangels, and the one we are going to be discussing is uh, Barachiel. It's either Barachiel or Barachiel. Barachiel. It's got that like CH Barachiel. in there. Yeah, Barachiel sounds good. but uh, The chief of uh, uh, lung congestion. <laughs> I think it's Barachiel. <laughs> uh, the chief of guardian angels, uh, not to be confused with Barachiel, the angel of lightning. Yeah, and that's with a Q, not a CH. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, his symbol is white rose petals. He is associated with the month of February and the zodiac sign of Pisces, although he is also associated with the zodiac sign Scorpio and is sometimes described as the ruler of the planet Jupiter. I mean, it'd be pretty cool to Dizzy. rule Jupiter because it's the guy. biggest one, but also it's Jupiter. It's What's just, there to do there? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, he is a patron saint of family and married life and is assigned by God to watch over converts. He is featured in the book of Enoch. We talked about Enoch. Um, did we? I know. It, was it in the... Time Suck did. The yokai? Oh, was it Time Suck? Yeah. No, I think we did. Yes, we did. When? I remember. When? I can't remember what <laughs> Well, I mean, we might have. Uh, as uh, an angelic prince and of the seraphim class, uh, which is the highest class of the order of angels. Yeah, and that's kind of weird because archangels, although it means a high-ranking angel, is actually the second lowest class right above regular angels. But then the, some of the archangels are classified as seraphim, which are the highest order of angels. So it gets kind of confusing, but I guess it just depends on... Uh, what belief you're going with. Yeah, well, now I'm going to be held back on trying to figure out what episode we did that on Enoch. Where was it? Enoch Chu. It was Ewan Chu, and that was just the last episode. Yeah, that was the little <laughs> hairy things talking. I'll look, I'll look for oh, it later. It's fun. All right. Uh, as far as guardian angels in Judaism, Rebetzin, wife of a rabbi, Shia Sarah Sil Silberberg says, how would you like that Silberberg? I was about to say, in case you didn't believe that she was Jewish. Silberberg says, the scriptures contain many references to such supernatural beings, but the popular idea of private and personal guardian angels is not part of Jewish theology. Uh, instead, we believe in a God who constantly watches over each and every one of us and over all of creation. On occasion... He may send an angel to help or save us, but the angel is merely his emissary. Emissary, You're on top of it today, Darren. Boom. It's all that caffeine. However, our sages tell us that each mitzvah that we do creates an angel that serves as a shield and protection for us. After our passing, these angels testify on our behalf before the heavenly courts. So in that sense, we create our own guardian angels. And just for context, a mitzvah is a good deed. So 
The more good deeds you do, the more your angel takes note. And then when you die and go to heaven. um, So when you add the word bar in front of it. Yeah, I didn't see. I was curious about that, but I was I I didn't look it up. Hmm. So I couldn't tell you. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I didn't want to get dragged down. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't want to go down there. Yeah, Yeah, there's that's a whole other thing. Um, as far as guardian angels in Islam, we have the, oh boy. Yeah, good luck with this one, <laughs> Mr. I can read fancy words. The Mwakabat. It's M-U apostrophe A-Q-Q-I-B-A-T. Mwakabat. That's what I'm going with. That's probably not anywhere yeah. close, but I'm no, going with that. Not, go for that. Uh, I promise I try not to, I try not to use Wikipedia for sources, but often has the best summaries, as is the case for this. The Arabic term al Mockybot. <laughs> Monkeybot. Monkeybot. Um, is a term occurring in the Quran, Q1311, um, which some Islamic commentators consider to refer to a class of guardian angel. Therefore, these angels are also called Hafatha, which means the guarding angels. Uh, they protect us from the harm of evil jinn, throwback to episode two, uh, and shayateen, which is demons. In Islamic tradition, a guardian angel, or literally, watcher angel, or rakib, is an angel that maintains every being in life, sleep, death, or resurrection. The Arabic singular for muakabat would be muakib, a person which follows. These angels are included in the hafazah, the guards, and the concept of the guardian angel in Islam is similar to the concept of the guardian angel in some Jewish and Christian traditions. Each person is, a, is assigned four Hafasa angels, two of which keep watch during the day and two during the night. So this one's saying we don't just get one, we get four. Hell yeah. That's just too many. <laughs> I feel like my taxes are going towards too many yeah, angels being guarded get, on one person. Do they get $15 My spiritual an hour? taxes, that is. Yeah. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Do they get $15 an hour? Probably. Okay. Good. They better. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Keeping me protected. <laughs> I'm willing to give them $15 now. Uh, now let's move on to tutelary deities <laughs> of other cultures. You said to Yes. At least those similar to the concept of guardian angels. Here's your good luck moment. Yes. As of some of you may know, I don't pre-read any of this. It's all a surprise to me. So. <laughs> that's what makes it fun. Yeah, Darren likes to uh, give me certain paragraphs. So that he can, you know, butt in and say the word and make yeah, it sound like I can he knows everything. Come in and save the day. Yeah. So, uh, Chinese folk religion has Chingguangshin. Cheng, Cheng. Okay. Ching Huangshin. Cheng Wangshin. Cheng Wangshin. Oh, that sounds so much easier. It sounds easier. It's probably Cheng. nowhere near correct. <laughs> Cheng Wangshin, which translates literally to God of the Moat and Walls. These deities aren't assigned to protect individuals. Well, you you can almost breeze through Cheng Wang Shen, but you can't say individuals. Yes, these deities aren't assigned to protect individuals, but cities. These city gods are usually a former official who was deified after death, similar to patron saints in Catholicism. 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 <laughs> Chinese culture usually has a distinction between official religion and popular religion. In the case of city gods, appointment and worship of these gods are overseen by officials and sacrifices of food and animals uh, were inspected by religious officials to ensure that these sacrifices were good enough for the city god. Strangely enough, 
if the city god did not perform his duties, such as failure to bring much-needed rain to the region, the sacred image itself was punished. These punishments included being exposed to the sun, which would damage the sacred image, or even the image being whipped by a city official. Can you imagine, like, like the mayor just, like, whipping a statue? Bring rain! Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> However, the popular worship of these gods is much more lax than the official religion. People will come to the temple to pray to the god and ask for specific favors, more likely than not asking for good health. There seems hmm. to be a lot of makes... Chinese stuff, like a lot of it's geared towards good health. On the city god's birthday, a huge celebration is held, which consisted of large crowds, theatrical performances, concessions, fireworks, and incense burning. Sounds like a good time. It's just a way to make more money. <laughs> Hinduism has multiple guardian spirits, the closest one to a guardian angel being the Kula Devada. Kula Devada. Yeah. Yeah. Kula Devada. Kula Devada. Kula Devada. What, what a, a wonderful, wonderful phrase. <laughs> Which is a family deity. These guardians can be male, female, an animal, or even an object such as a stone. Yeah, I can see that. Like, hey. The holy see this? stone of Antioch. This is this is my guardian angel. <laughs> uh, Larry. Wait, how does that work? That's a rock. Well. Go ahead and attack me, Bob. Yeah. Attacked him, just smacked him yeah. over the head with the stone. <laughs> See? Guardian angel. Yes. Uh, these Kula Devadas are sometimes viewed as different manifestations of more prominent gods within Hinduism, such as Shiva or Pavarti. Shiva as in the Hindu god and not the character from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Dang it. I really <laughs> want so cool. to be forearm chick. I mean, Shiva has like... A bunch of arms, like way more than four. So, oh, is it? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, worship of a Kula Devada is viewed as an extremely important practice. There is a special bond between a family and a Kula Devada, and it is the job of the deity to protect the family in times of calamity. Many other cultures and religions have similar spirits, often tasked with guarding a particular place. A spirit house is one of these deities seen in the regions of Southeast Asia. These spirit houses took the form of a small model of a house, similar to that of a gingerbread house, although some were large enough for people to enter. Yeah, and they weren't made out of gingerbread either. They were just made out of, like, regular... As soon as I read that, I could smell it, and I was like, this is nice. Mm. I could live here forever. I can't wait till Christmas. Yeah. These spirit houses were given offsprings in return. <laughs> Same thing, right? Yeah. In return no, for... No, offerings. Oh, did I say that? offspring and the houses consumed them yeah, they like, demanded the firstborn i knew it didn't sound like it made sense but i was like you know i'm just gonna whatever keep going. yeah, i'm just gonna go with it got real dark real quick <laughs> went from gingerbread houses to just imagine giving your child taking babies and then like Here putting them in the walls or something <laughs> oh, jesus christ <laughs> These spirit houses were given offerings in return for protecting their <laughs> respective family. Uh, the most popular modern offerings is Red Fanta Soda. Is that for real? Yeah, it is for real. <laughs> don't you want a wanna? Don't you want a Fanta? I don't remember the song. <laughs> don't you want a Fanta Fanta? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, why Fanta? The Spirit House Wikipedia page explains it best. Of course. 
Yeah. Always Wikipedia. Most point to the significance of the color red, reminiscence of animal sacrifice, or perhaps related to the practice of anchoring red incense sticks in a glass of water which promptly tints the water red. Sweetness is explained by the observation that sweet spirits naturally have sweet tooths. Of course. So you don't want to put like an offering of like Sour Patch Kids because they'll get you a sour spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. I mean, first they're sour, but Gary, then they're sweet. Then they're sweet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, most of these tutelary spirits guarded a family slash clan or a geographical location as opposed to an individual. Uh, the concept that is most similar to that of a guardian angel when it comes to being assigned to one person are the genius and Juno spirits from ancient Roman mythology. Um, now, we have talked about these spirits before in episode two, Gin and Tonic. So another throwback to episode two. My very first episode. Yes. Gary's debut episode. <laughs> Perhaps the most important episode in our yes. repertoire. <laughs> the word genius, and specifically the plural form, uh, geni, may have combined with the word gin to form the relatively modern term genie. The gin made popular in the tale of Aladdin. In theaters now. And we also talked about how the term genius evolved from meaning a personal spirit from within oneself to one's innate ability to a term for an extremely intelligent individual. Now, genius in Roman mythology is defined by classics.upin.edu, a little bit more reputable uh, source than Wikipedia, as a higher power which creates and maintains life, assists at the begetting and birth of every individual man, determines his character, tries to influence his destiny for good, accompanies him through life as his guardian spirit, and lives on after his death. Juno is the female version of a genius and accompanies a woman throughout her life. These personal spirits were worshipped by the individuals they attended, and the natural holiday for these spirits were, was the birthday of the individual. These holidays were celebrated by offering wine, cakes, incense, and sacrifices to the deity on a family shrine, and the individual would indulge himself or herself to pleasure and enjoyment for the sake of the genius slash Juno. If you haven't already guessed it by now, this is one of the origins of the modern birthday celebration. Yay. Happy birthday. <laughs> All somewhat important objects also had these spirits. Houses, doors, gates, clans, cities, and even the entire Roman Empire had its own genius. And then an honorable mention for a tutelary spirit are familiar spirits, which are supernatural entities that often took the form of an animal and acted as assistants to witches and those who practice magic. So like your black cats, your horny toads. Superstitions? Yes. Hmm. Okay, now back to angels. Uh, some people have reportedly had an encounter with a guardian angel, most often resulting in the angel saving them in some way. Let's see what these experiences, experiences. experiences have posted on the internet. This first story is from user Ariel Flip, as posted on reddit.com. My experience with spirit guardians happened this way. Okay, I won't do that. Okay. I was traveling west on a divided four-lane highway. There were openings for turns about every quarter mile. It was 6.30 a.m. and raining, just enough to piss you off. Uh, a woman T-bones me on the back driver's side fender. I spin and come to rest in the median. All grass and mud from the rain. Out of nowhere... A guy shows up to my driver's side window. He has a large cowboy hat on. He says, You're gonna be okay. 
<laughs> and he holds my hand. I asked him his name, and he looks away like he doesn't want to tell me. Then he says, Bill Hill. <laughs> I smiled and said thank you. Another motorist who stopped calls 911 and ambulance is dispatched. When they arrive, he moves out of the way for the MTs to get me out of the car. The car is totaled, no glass left. Uh, get checked out, I get to go home with broken ribs and a shattered kneecap. Ouch. A few days later, my mom takes me to see the car. What a wreck. I told her to help get some personal items from the car. When I looked in the back seat, there is the dude's cowboy hat. <gasps> I told my mom about him and we both proceeded to try and find him to thank him for being so kind. He never existed. And we lived in a small town of only a few thousand at a time. We checked with police and the churches and everywhere. I, I'm sorry. But Bill Hill? Bill Hill, the guardian gotta, angel. There's got to be at least 300 of them just in that local area. Right. Bill Hill. It's well, like looking up a I, smith. Well, I feel like the guardian angel wasn't supposed to let the person know that he was an angel. And they're like, what's your name? And he's like, uh, uh, Bill Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bill. Bill, um, Hill. Bill Hill. Mm. Also, Bill Hill is an awesome name for a dude in cowboy hat. Let's, let's be <laughs> honest. Right. Let's be honest. How did his hat get in my back seat? He wore it the whole time he held my hand and had the hat on when he got out of the way for the MTs. I think he was an angel. Uh, why would I have his hat? Yeah, I, I think it's weird that he, if he was an angel, why would he leave the hat? Other than maybe it was a sign like, hey, I was real. I was yeah. there. <laughs> But it's like, so is this like an angelic hat or where did the angel get the hat is what I'm asking. Because it's obviously like, you know, not part of the angel himself because he left it there. Or was it part of the angel He stole himself? it from the local Cavenders. He stole it from the real Bill Hill. <laughs> he stole it from Duluth Trading Company. <laughs> uh, I nominate Bill Hill to be uh, one of our mascots of the podcast. Bill Hill, the guardian angel. In yeah. The cowboy hat. I like that. Yeah. What do you I think? just imagine a dude in an old cowboy guard with two wings and be like, you're safe now. You're safe, yeah. Bill Hill is here. <laughs> 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 okay, so our next story comes from Reddit user ReadKeeper, titled, Something Saved My Life. Some of these have titles, some of them don't. I was free climbing a 30-foot cliff face once. The face was mostly shale rock with plenty of handholds, and I was young and dumb. Yeah, obviously you're young and dumb. You're free climbing a 30 foot <laughs> Good thing. cliff. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, let's just, in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, should go without saying, but yeah. Two thirds of the way up, my left handhold broke free as I was reaching with my right and I started to fall. You know that feeling when you're tilting back in a chair and you tilt a little too far? That's exactly what I felt. And then you crap your pants? Yes, exactly. Uh, I started to fall backwards and everything got real slow. I knew I was going to die or at best be crippled. I felt a hand gently press against my back, right between my shoulder blades. It felt like a perfectly normal right hand and pushed me back against the rock face. I took a moment to steady myself. I was pretty shaken up and then I climbed down to safety. I am inclined, <laughs> pun, because he was climbing up, but anyway, um, to believe that I was a guardian angel, but that is solely based on my religious background. And I don't know where said guardian angel was when I got hit by a car. Yeah, maybe he's off duty that day. 
I suppose it could have been a hallucination, but I don't use drugs and wasn't on any medications. I'll probably never know what happened, but I am very thankful that I didn't fall. You notice that's most people's reaction. What? Is being high. <laughs> it's people automatically, if something crazy happens. Well, yeah, because, you know, pretty much anyone who's had a weird experience, the first thing goes was, what were you drinking that night? Yeah, I know what were you drinking. Have you ever done acid? <laughs> I wasn't high or anything. I just had some shroom, uh, shrooms. Yeah. I found some shrooms <laughs> at, the, at the bottom of the cliff, and I was like, I should probably eat these yeah. before I go up. <laughs> uh, this story is a short one posted by Reddit user Lightstep, but the eye is a one. Creative. I like that. Yeah. A friend of mine told me about an experience his grandmother had when she was home alone once. In the middle of the day, someone knocked on her door, and when she went to answer it, she was greeted by a man with a knife ready to kill her and loot the place. But when he saw her, he went pale and ran. He was later caught in questions about why he ran, and his response was, When a door opened, I saw too large. <laughs> Do the same voice for everything. <laughs> When the door opened, I saw two large and strong men standing behind her. How does he know they were strong? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. If they're like two like very muscular like Mr. Men. Clean yeah, looking. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking when I read this story. Was Mr. Clean with his arms folded. <laughs> and to this day, my friend swears that it must have been two angels sent to protect her. Or she bought Mr. Clean products Mr. and Clean. it was Mr. Clean. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. What was the what's the theme song? I can't remember. I can't even I can't remember. remember. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Oh, shoot. All right. So, Mr. Clean. Um, th- so, now we got Bill Hill and Mr. Clean, both confirmed guardian angels. So far, so good. Uh, this experience comes from Reddit user Sleepless Survivor, titled My Guardian Angel. My dad recently told me this story and I was just amazed. I thought you guys would like to hear it. When I was young, about three or so, I was hospitalized and near death. I had a fever that would not break and was passed out for most of the hospitalization. Uh, My dad, who has always been religious, wanted the hospital's priests to come and say a prayer for me. So the priest comes to pray for me, but something's not right about the guy. He never gives his name and has no Bible. He says the entire prayer in Latin and blesses me. Now my parents aren't married yet, and since the priest is there, they ask why they haven't been able to have another child yet. They had been trying for about a year with no luck. The priest tells them that they won't have another child until they are married. The priest leaves after that, and an hour later, my fever breaks. The next day, the hospital's priest comes to the room to say a prayer for me. My dad is confused and tells the man that someone had already come the day before. To which the man replies that no priests were on duty the day before. He checked with the hospital staffs in their visitation book and everything. Nothing turned up. No priests was in the previous day. He searched for years to find this priest that prayed for me and never found a single trace of him anywhere. After my mom and dad got married, my mom got pregnant with my brother. So we'll never know who the mysterious man was, but I like to think he's my guardian angel. To this day, My dad still has found no record of him, not even someone who looks like him. Someone was looking out for me that day, though. I just wish I know who. So we come to pray. Best case scenario, this was a guardian angel. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario, this was some crazy guy. (laughs) Just (laughs) wandering in the room. They're like, hey, can you say a prayer? He's like, sure. And then he spouts a bunch of gibberish, which they think is Latin. And then come to find out, my dad's wallet was missing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also... 
I found it kind of weird. It's like, hey, while you're here, Mr. Priest, can you read our fortune? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we have, have babies? a baby? And he's uh, like, well, he said his dad you're was not religious. married. He said his dad was religious, but what kind of religion is that? Where it's like, uh, well, for starters, you aren't married, sinners. <laughs> Heathens. <laughs> you will not be blessed with another child until the are wed. Are wed. Man, that's a weird looking priest. He's like, he's like dressed in rags he's all like dirty he's got a beard and he's <laughs> spouting off crazy stuff about the end of the world weird priest nice guy though yeah <laughs> kind of weird angel experiences have also made some headlines such as this story from columbus ohio as reported by fox 8 cleveland in february of 2016 a horrific accident and miraculous survival one of the police officers they said um who else who how did he get out of the car and i just i said johnny that's all I could remember. I said, Johnny got me out. A mysterious Good Samaritan whose actions defy reason. Had to be a miracle. Baffling first responders. There's only so much you can do when you have high voltage lines on a car. It was early spring 2015 in Columbus, Ohio. It was a, it was a great day, beautiful day. Pastor John Boston was driving on Airport Road when a car crossed into his lane. Oh, one fireman. He said, you didn't hit the pole, you went through the pole. A utility pole. The live transformer landed on John's vehicle. And so thousands of volts are running through the car. With his seatbelt stuck and door jammed, all he could do is watch the searing and consuming heat. The windshield was melting, dripping, and the passenger window was fo folding into the car literally liquefying before his very eyes, as seen in this picture. I thought to myself, I'm not gonna get out of here. But then a stranger appeared. He says a scruffy looking man who easily opened the smashed door. He reached in, took me out. We walked maybe maybe uh, 20 yards from the car. Just before the car exploded in flames. I can still see his eyes. I can still see his eyes. He said, what's your name? And I said, my name is John. And he said, well, I'm Johnny. The police are almost here. And I can't be here when they get here. But you're going to be OK. And with that, Johnny was gone while Pastor Boston was rushed to the hospital, where the questions began. That area never lost power, so no one should have ever been able to touch the car. And I shouldn't have survived. potentially over 10,000 volts of electricity, stunning even veteran Columbus firefighters. Oh, I got goosebumps. With the transformer on the car, the car on fire, that's, that's probably one of the worst runs we could roll up on. It's uh, like a fireworks show. Immediately, people tried to rationalize what happened. Maybe the circuit breaker tripped and Johnny fled because he has a past. However, firefighters say breakers are designed to reset themselves and electricity was clearly coursing through the vehicle when help arrived. The person who touches that car, makes he, he's the ground. You'll be electrocuted. All right, so this one's a little bit more dramatic than, uh, than the other ones, but it's interesting because even firefighters and other rescuers were saying that it was pretty much impossible for him to get out of the car due to the high voltage going through the car. Very, very high voltage considering it's melting the glass on the car. And yet someone just came up and opened the smash door casually. Or he's the yeah. world's strongest, strongest homeless man yeah. <laughs> who is immune to electricity. 
He has so much buildup on his hands. But once again earlier, he's like, it seems like he was making up a name on the spot. He's like, what's your name? He's like, John. He's like, oh, I'm John Nee. <laughs> John <laughs> I'm John Nee. <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting how even rescuers were saying it's pretty much impossible that this, this could have happened. So, Angel or homeless person? <laughs> once again, we come to that conclusion. Um, Darren? Yep. I've had enough of this serious stuff. Yeah. I understand. We need some comedy on our podcast. So let's turn to the internet and see what wackiness we can find on Guardian Angels. Oh man, this is going to be my favorite part of the yeah. episode. Uh, so we, before we do that, I think, it's, we, I think it's important that we talk about what Kabbalah is. Kabbalah is an esoteric school of thought of Judaism and has a hierarchy of angels. This hierarchy consists of 72 angels and act as rungs on a celestial ladder to the divine. And these 72 angels act kind of like zodiac signs in a sense that you get a different angel depending on when you were born. Uh, let's start off with the name of my personal guardian angel according to the totally legit site www.guardianangelreading.com. Actually, it's, it's guardian... actually guardian-angel-reading.com. Obviously. Probably guardianangelreading.com was already taken. Uh, which is run by someone who calls himself Padre. Padre. The Messenger of Angels. <laughs> Obviously. He is depicted on the site as a kind-looking old man rendered in CGI. <laughs> like I said, totally legit. Totally. My angel's name is Yahuya. Yahuya. Sounds like the party angel. He is a 33rd Kabbalah angel of the Powers Angelical Chord. <laughs> he is... He is 33rd Kabbalah Angel of the Powers Angelical Core Choir. <laughs> choir. So, choir, gosh dang it. So out of the 72 rungs on the divine ladder, he's the 33rd. The 33rd. Uh, which kind of reminds me of uh, the Freemasons, because the the highest rank in Freemasonry is, 33, is the 33rd rank. I don't know. It has yeah, nothing to do with the subject. Yeah. I just want to throw that in there just to... You know, you have infinite wisdom. Muddy everything up. <laughs> His qualities, according to another site, are just authority and leadership, ability to work well with superiors, inspires confidence and loyalty, conscious of one's place in the cosmic order, ability to unmask traitors and uncover plots. Not a bad guardian angel. No. Uh, my angel's name is, I think it's Haziel or Haziel. I'm going to go with Haziel. Could just be Hazel. No. it's you got to always pronounce the E-L. Hmm. Um, he doesn't have as fun of a name as yours does. Hmm. Um, he is a ninth Kabbalah angel of the, the Cherubs Angelical Choir, which is fun because they're the little fat babies with the bows. His qualities, according to Kabbalah, include universal love, divine mercy, support, friendship, and childlike purity. Just like me. <laughs> so what I did was uh, I put an angel reading for both you and I, and uh, he completed the angel reading. And funnily enough... Both Gary and I have the same exact reading, like word for word. Crazy. Uh, it's like he's like just copying and pasting this and just sending to us and changing names. Um, so I combined the names for reading the results, and the whole thing is very long, so we don't get too much into it, but it is entertaining. He starts with... Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yes, Darren Gary. Is that right? Is yeah, that's pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, let's go with it. All right. Yes, Darren and Gary. Something both odd and extraordinary has just happened. It is quite astonishing this very night, in the most curious way. I suddenly dreamed of you, 
dear Darren and Gary. Mm. A marvelous dream, the memory of which is still very sharp. I want to point out that marvelous is spelled incorrectly. That's his, because I copied and pasted this, so he spelled it incorrectly. You were standing, your head, bat head, what? (laughs) (laughs) Bat head. (laughs) What is with you today? (laughs) Bat head? Offspring, angelical cord. Bat head. Bat head? (laughs) I like your reaction to your... You are standing, your head bat head. Wait, what? That was awful. It's bathed, dude, Gary. Bathed. bathed. <laughs> Not bat head. <laughs> Robin, do the bat head. <laughs> okay. My computer's about to die, by the way. Well, you better hurry up then. You were standing, your head bathed in a halo. Of bluish light. In the middle of a magnificent garden graced with blossoming trees, golden fruits, and green plants. Magnificent silver highlights. Suddenly, sparkling in the light, a silhouette appeared as if it had magically descended from heaven. Hmm. This silhouette then assumed a human shape, and to my utter surprise... I thought I recognized your protective guardian angel. My protective guardian angel? Your protective guardian angel. Yes. Hazel. Yay. hoo Stood there. Next to you. Immediately, the light that surrounded you intensified and enveloped as if... Enveloped. Enveloped. <laughs> Whatever. Intensified and enveloped as if it were heaven's most powerful protective shield. Then, without further ado, he spoke. Okay, so this is the angel speaking now. Darren, Gary, (laughs) listen to Padre. It is through him that I speak to you. What awaits you is unprecedented, matchless happiness. Agree to face the truth. Will you yield to divine will? Please, Darren, go forth and follow your messenger from heaven. He is the one who allows me to show you the new path your life must follow. Oh, well, if the angels tell me I should listen to Padre. Thereupon, Hazel, Yehuyah, immediately disappeared, as surprisingly as he had first appeared. And that was when I woke up. Yeah, so far so good. I believe it. Uh, He goes on to say, For a few minutes... The celestial forces miraculously lowered to the barriers of time for me. Wow. My powerful telepathic powers, combined with a very old alchemical practice, a secret known only to me. Only to Padre. Then allowed me to travel through time. What? And so, far beyond your past, your present, and your near future... I discovered what I believe to be the history of your past lives. (gasps) And what I will now reveal to you is absolutely unique. No one could ever have revealed it to you before me. You know, he does say it's unique, but considering we have the exact same reading, uh, I I tend not to believe it. But, Gary, the angel told us that we should listen to Padre. Yes. So maybe we should. Um, 
Padre then talks about how we have hyper-beneficial angelical karma, mm, which is ready to affect our lives. But unfortunately, Gary, we have also been cursed by a malevolent force with bad karma. Oh, God. Oh, no. But don't worry, Gary, because for the low price of $69, he can perform the divine angelical ritual of past lives and rid us of the bad karma. Tell me you paid for it. Of course I did. I paid for both of us, Gary. Thank you. Whew. Uh, and that's not all Padre offers. From his site, you can also purchase the Book of Angels and a book called How to Make Sure My Answers Are Prayed. And has a 100% guarantee, Gary, on the site. He says, You benefit from my sacred guarantee. Thus, you do not run any risks. Oh, thank God. I thought I was running a risk there for a second. Should the help received not bring you total satisfaction, you could ask for it to be refunded. This appears in my general terms of use and in my sacred commitment to you. I'm not sure if English is first language, but I like how he put you could ask for it to be refunded. Not, <laughs> not that you will be refunded. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask. You could definitely ask. But yeah, so, that, so that's Padre. Pretty nice guy. Trustworthy, kind, CGI old man. All right, so to wrap this up, let's actually get in contact with our guardian angel. On this episode, we'll be performing two rituals, one to ask for protection and one to open a line of communication with our guardian angels. I also found a ritual to summon a guardian angel as recorded in a manuscript by Abraham of Worms, who was guided by Abram Mellon, the Egyptian mage in the 1400s. But this ritual takes over a year to complete and you have to bind the Dukes of Hell and Satan himself. So I didn't think we should try it for this episode. Hmm. Maybe a future one. Also, if you cannot complete the insanely long ritual in full, you run the risk of being killed or possessed by demons. Fun fact, the infamous Aleister Crowley, Mr. Crowley, <laughs> uh, attempted this ritual but failed to complete it. Uh, the good man Padre was kind enough to include the angel contact ritual on his site. Of course, the section reads, If doubts take over, if you feel the influence of harmful ways weighing too heavily down on you, I suggest you put this angelic ritual into practice. One that will comfort you. I am talking about an angelical ritual capable of making you receive optimal protection from your guardian angel against negative energies. So if you ever feel like the, the angel's not doing his job correctly, I guess you can perform this and get premium protection from your angel. <laughs> so what we need for this ritual to get the primo guardianship uh, is we must take an incense stick, which I have right here. Yes. When I was shopping for Instant Six at Walmart, I got the spiritual yeah. <laughs> aroma. This is for sure to work. Yeah, this is for sure. Uh, carefully light it. Don't recklessly light it, Gary. We're going to carefully light it. So let's do that right now. I hope it smells good. Yeah, I hope so too. Whatever spiritual smells like. Okay, the incense is lit. Uh, firmly hold it between your joined hands. All right, here you go, Gary. We have to join for, hands? No, you have to hold it because we're contacting your guardian angel. Oh, Firmly grasp it. Firmly grasp. Okay. Don't burn yourself or any of my stuff. Is this like this? Yes. Oh, that doesn't smell that great. <laughs> uh, okay. Now slowly pronounce the following secret formula. I am invoking your angelic presence. Oh, my angel of light. Help me obtain what I expect from you because my request is fair and decent. I am invoking you through heaven and earth 
through the sun and through the moon. Place me out of the reach of malicious spirits. By the smoke of this incense, I thank you, my guardian angel. May it be so and may peace forever reign in us. So, Gary, you have to do this every Saturday for a month. And then, according to Padre, after one month, <laughs> you should feel released from the painful shackles that were holding you back. Your enemies should get away from you, or, better still, come back to you, repentant, and the joy de vivre. Is that French? I'm, I'm not even sure where you're at. And the. Yeah, oh yeah. I think that is French. Joie de vivre. Your vivre. Should finally settle in your heart again. All right, so that was that was Padre's little protection ritual. Um, we put out the incense because it's, it's it's very strong. In it's this very room. strong. It's not actually <laughs> terrible smelling. It's just very strong. I found another ritual on the equally legitimate site, MagicalRecipesOnline.com, for establishing contact with your guardian angel. We will need any piece of paper, any pen, and a new, never before used, uh, white candle, which also at Walmart. I found a never-before-used white candle, but look what's on it, Gary. Oh, yes. It even says, Angel de la Guardia. <laughs> and just a little thing that's on the candle. It says, let us with confidence trust and invoke his aid and protection. Oh, glorious guardian angel, watch over us during life. Defend us of the assaults of the demon and assist us, especially at the hour of our death. Obtain for us a favorable judgment. Amen. That's an intense candle. <laughs> okay, so I'm let me... I'm so titillated right now. I'm, I know. A little piece of notebook paper and a pen. Um, but first, we light the candle. A lot of little lighting stuck on. I think that's any ritual, though. Come on. There we go. All right. The candle is now lit. Um, so now, uh, I call my guardian angel. My beloved guardian angel, Haziel, come here with me. I call you. So now that he's here, we have to write our magic letter. Which I will do right now. What's your magic letter? Well, hold on. According to the site, oh. now take your pen in your hands. Apparently, I have to use both hands. <laughs> and write a letter to him or her on whatever you want to share. Do you feel, or do you fell, they said on the site, it should be feel, him, her more in your everyday life? Or maybe do you want him or her to help him with a problem that you have? <laughs> um, do you need guidance or even feel threatened? Whatever this may be, write it down in full detail, like speaking to yourself or your closest friend. Tell him slash her whatever you want. If you are not sure that your wish is good or evil, ask him to guide you. Know that he or she is reading it already. So I was going to come up with something clever to write down on here, but I can't. So I'm just going to write down that I want to feel Haziel more in my everyday life. I want to feel you, Haziel. More in my. Make sure your punctua life. punctuation is right because that could be. Yeah. It's either Spelling, I, want, I want to feel you, Hazel. Eyes dotted. Or I want to cross. feel you, Hazel. Uh, so now yeah. I blow out the candle and wait for my angel to appear in a dream to guide me. Can't wait to go to sleep tonight. Here we go. <sighs> Ritual's complete. Yes. Do you feel? Do you feel the presence of our guardian angels now, Gary? I do. Like my. For some reason, my nipples are right now. 
<laughs> That's how you know they're here. <laughs> That's what Padre says is the telltale sign <laughs> of your guardian angel's presence. Oh. Hard nipples. <laughs> well, that is it for this angelic episode of Snipe Hunt. And remember, listeners, if your nipples are hard, your guardian angel is, <laughs> is near. Is with you. Yes. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever else uh, you can, that will uh, uh, let you leave a review. Uh, this helps to show more than anything. And uh, we are all too happy to read it on air. Yes. Please follow us on social media. We'd love to hear from you guys. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and you can check us out uh, on YouTube. Yes, you can. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our patron supporters. If you'd like to support us in that way, you can go to patreon.com slash And for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to topic voting and blooper reel episodes. If you have a topic suggestion, a question, comment, criticism, or if you have a story you'd like us to share on our encounter series, including Guardian Angel Encounter, maybe you saw Bill Hill, <laughs> Bill Hill, please contact us on social media or contact us at snipehuntpodcast at gmail.com. All throughout history, humankind has believed in interaction with spirits, both benevolent and malicious. Some of these witnesses have claimed that these spirits have even saved their lives. Whether or not these experiences have a logical explanation, most people believe in the concept of divine intervention, even those who are non-religious. Whether it be household spirits or guardian angels, it seems we might even be able to take comfort in this not-so-frightening folklore. Perfect. <laughs> Once again, we want to thank you for listening to Snipe Hunt. Your listening has been noted and will be reported to the proper authorities. All audio used was done so under the protection of fair use. Logo design is by Ethan Rothfuss. The music used for this episode was composed by Mayu and Nature World 1986. We'll continue to search for the unexplained and we'll hopefully see you on the next hunt.